What's up, Lady Ballers? Today on the podcast, we have one of the greatest of all time, Carly Lloyd. We loved hearing about her grind on and off the field, which has supported her in joining the 300 Cap Club, currently only three members in history. We chat NUSL, U.S. Women's National Team, and learn more about Carly's mentality and work ethic. Enjoy! Hey, guys. Hey, Carly. Thank you so much for fitting us in. We know you're super busy. No problem. How has the season been going so far with you guys in the NWSL? Because we were so excited to see you in the Challenge Cup uh, finals and everything. And so how's it going? Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, the season's been um, been off to a great start, um, obviously, with our rebrand um, from Sky Blue FC to Gotham uh, or New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. Um, new colors, new logo. Um, yeah, it's kind of a whole new vibe, which um, is is kind of going hand in hand with our play. I think we've been playing some really good football, good style out there. Um, you know, we just got to keep pushing to, to get better, um, especially in the final third, just continuing to create chances, scoring goals, all that. But yeah, it's been really good. I've been I've been enjoying it. Um, I've also been playing as as the ten and the nine sometimes. So um, I've been kind of enjoying just being able to play kind of both of those roles and um, just mix it up a little bit. Has it been nice to have like a little bit of refresher? Like, does it feel nice to have that change? Gotham FC does it kind of like give you a little bit of reboost? It does. Yeah. I mean, it just obviously has a, a different ring to it. Um, I think it was it was needed. Um, definitely better. You know, I even think like the merch is cooler. The logo is cooler. Um, colors are, are awesome. Um, so, yeah, it was it was definitely needed. Um, and I think we're we're all enjoying um, the whole rebrand as well. Well, we're from New York, so we're going to have to come to a game soon now that everyone can go to games again. Yes. Um, and congrats on your um, 300th cap. That's amazing. I mean, it's so cool that you made history alongside Christine Lilly and Chrissy Rampone. Can you tell us like, what was that like? What was that feeling like to achieve that? You know, I think it's it's wild because I first started on this team in 2005 and, you know, you you can't predict how a journey like this is going to go. And it's it's all about the grind. It's all about, you know, one focusing on one championship at a time and, and every championship with the World Cup and Olympics, it's every four years. So you kind of break that up into those cycles and your head's down, you know, you're, you're chomping at the bit. You're just, you're getting after it. You're competing when the world cup ends then you're switching gears to the Olympics. And then when that's over, then you're switching gears to another world cup. And before you know it, um, yeah, I was approaching 300 caps, um, which is a very, very small, small club um, with only two players whom I've been able to, uh, play with and get to know and um, you know it's it's amazing to be in company with both of them Christy and Christine um, I do know Sinclair I think is is approaching 300 as well so she perhaps uh, will be joining the club shortly um, but yeah it's 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 an amazing feeling um, you know for me I, I've always been somebody who you know, isn't really uh, focused too much on on stats per se. Um, I just I like winning, and and I'm a winner. And uh, winning championships is is what continues to keep me going. Um, but also extremely humbled and, and honored to have continued 
on this team for for such a long journey. So it's it's been fun. It's been extremely difficult, challenging, hard, um, but all all worth it. I was gonna say three hundred is like an unfathomable number in my brain because you you know you see people hitting their hundredth game and I'm like holy crap like a hundred professional games and how physically demanding that is and all the practices that go in between all those 100 games so 300 is just wild to me but I think it says a lot about your uh your ability and like your longevity of playing and I'm just curious how do you think that you stayed fired for so many years throughout all that because a lot of players careers gets cut short because of injuries or other things that happen that totally change your season but you have been just consistently just going at it. And I'm just curious what makes you, what keeps you so motivated and what keeps you so healthy too? I think it's a few different things. Um, I don't think that there's one particular answer that is like, you know, this is what you need to do to, to be able to have a, a long career. Um, it's been, it's been a couple of things. And, and I think first and foremost, it's, it's the long game approach. I think so often people want success right away. And for me, it was, you know, making sure that I was just ticking all of the boxes. You know, I needed to get myself fit. That was the biggest thing when I first came onto the national team is being fit and mentally tough. And I think when you, you know, work on your weaknesses and you work on things that you're not good at, like fitness for me, um, it then just translated into making me more mentally tough because I knew that I was doing more than everybody else. Um, and so, you know, I started off doing that. Um, but it was a, it was a mindset to never switch off. Um, as soon as my career started, you know, I was going to be doing everything right. Taking care of my body, massages, ice baths, um, sleeping well, eating right, hydrating, um, all of these things I do on a consistent basis. You know, it's, it's every day, it's part of my routine. It's part of my life. Um, so there's, there's that component as well. And then there's the training component. Um, I'm constantly looking for ways to evolve, to get better. Um, I, I, you know, when you look at photos of me from the start of my career, I'm, you know, a, a bit stockier, chunkier, um, not, not as fit. And I'm now, you know, almost 39 years old and it's the fittest I've ever been, the, the cut, the cuttest I've ever been. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm probably playing my best overall soccer that I've ever played. Um, just, just from, you know, the experience, um, by doing the long game approach, by doing everything right in the beginning so that, you know, 15, 16 years, here we are, it just all ties in together. And um, yeah, it's just been, it's been really fun. Um, but as the game has evolved, I've had to evolve my game. And, and if I hadn't been involved, evolving my game, if I stayed the same player I was 10 years ago, I wouldn't still be here. So I've had to learn, I've had to, you know, often reinvent myself. I've had to, you know, constantly watch footage of myself and watch men play, watch women play, um, just studying the game and just finding ways to, to keep becoming better. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what you have to do. You have to keep raising the bar and, and getting better and better. 
wow, you are such an inspiration. And I wish that I, looking back on my career, took care of myself like on and off the field like you do. Like you are such a leader. I feel like you are so strong mentally. Do you do, you do anything for your mental health to stay, you know, centered and balanced and, and get through all the challenges that you encounter probably on a daily basis with soccer? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's great you bring that up. I think um, the mental part of the game um, has what has been what has allowed me to continue to be here. I mean, you know, I've, I haven't had an easy path. I haven't had um, an easy career. Um, I don't think many people would have ever predicted that I would have done all that I've done. Um, but I'm the one person that's living the life and I'm the one person who wakes up early and, and trains and, and does extra um, and, you know, wants to continue to get better. And so, the mental aspect of the game has been absolutely huge. And, you know, I touched on briefly about, you know, fitness, but, but breaking that fitness barrier for me was a huge step in the mental component. Um, it just gave me so much confidence knowing that, you know, I was out running, I was out training um, everybody around me, you know, everybody around the world. Um, nobody's been doing what I've been doing. And, um, you know, that's, that's ultimately what it takes. And I think also a lot of the obstacles that have come my way, whether it be injuries, whether it was, you know, getting benched before major tournaments or not being a starter, um, you name it. I've, I've just used them as fuel. Um, I've used the obstacles and challenges as an opportunity to propel me towards success, to make me better and I've never shied away from it. And so whatever has been thrown my way, I've rolled my sleeves up, accepted it, um, you know, maybe been upset and, and mad and, and angry for a hot second, but then it, it's quickly just back to work and um, back to just, you know, proving, proving whomever wrong. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, but it's an ongoing thing. You know, I read a lot of self-help books. I read a lot of people. Uh, I read a, a lot about other people who have not had it easy, you know, who have had to, to go through tough, challenging times um, and just tried to learn from those people. You know, we all, I think we all know what we're supposed to do, but when you read a book that's telling you what you should do, it's just, it's a good reminder. It's like, yeah, I know that, but now just reading it, it just reaffirms that um, that's what you're supposed to do. So it's just constant, constant evolving on and off the field for me. You know, I'm, I'm just never satisfied with, with who I am today. I want to just keep, keep getting better and better. And uh, yeah, the mental, the mental aspect of the game is, is absolutely huge and, and been so important in my career. I love that so much. And I think you bring up something that's so important. Like when we asked you, all right, how, how did you play for this long or what made you successful? The first thing that you said to us was you worked on the things you were the worst at. That was your first thing was the things that are going to hold me back. I'm going to elevate those and make sure that is something that is never going to be an obstacle that I have to get over on a daily basis. And I know a lot of the girls that are listening right now, a lot of you struggle with fitness and I, you can tell it, it causes so much stress and it's not a stress that goes away when fitness testing ends. It's going to be with you at every practice and you can't, 
work on skill acquisition if that one thing is constantly a roadblock for you. And I just love that the first thing you said was the thing that didn't come easy to you was the first thing you wanted to make sure was never going to be something that was going to hold you back. And I think that that mentality of just never settling for who you are today and always wanting to be a better version of yourself, like you said, is a huge, huge key of success. And it's so underrated because I think people shy away from the things that they're the worst at. Yeah, it's like it's like being in a relationship, right? You know, you never want your loved one, your your partner, your significant other to tell you what you're not good at, what you're not doing well in that particular moment, you know, and and so you you tend to get defensive and and it's the same in in sports and in life when you're told that hey, you need to be a bit better at this or um you know, we we don't often like to hear it, but um for me, you know, I, I I embrace it. You know, I've, I've now taken mental toughness, which was a weakness of mine and my fitness barrier, um, which I often thought I had some sort of psychological problem when I would run fitness testing. I'm like, maybe there's something wrong with me. And it's like, no, you're just not fit. The more you run, the fitter you become. And now it's, it's second nature to me. You know, if if I don't do it, um, I don't feel good about myself. So I'm constantly on top of my, my team training, national team training. Um, you know, my load is, is twice as much uh, as what other people's load is. So um, you, you have to embrace what you're not great at and just work towards it because people that don't know me back in the day um, would never think that I wasn't mentally strong and I wasn't fit. Um, so it's, it's possible. You like fitness now? I love it. Yeah, I, I absolutely (laughs) like it used to take me when I first started on the national team to go out for a long run. It used to take me and my husband can attest to this because he would watch me like pace at the front door. It used to take me like an hour and a half to get outside the door. Solid stall. (laughs) You know, and that was running like, I don't know, 30 minutes. Um, now, you know, I, I, I've, I've run 90 minutes straight. Um, it's just, it's, it's like my, 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 my therapeutic moment to just be able to go out and run. I do a lot of my thinking when I run. Um, and I just feel, I feel so incredibly good, you know, and, um, I do a a long run every week. You know, I, we play a game on Saturday, Sunday, I take off and Monday is, is my long run day. Um, so it's just, it's just second nature now. A little reset for the week. <laughs> can, you, can you tell us a little bit about, like, we love the inspirational quotes that you post on Instagram. Do you have a favorite or do you have a mantra that you live by? Um, yeah, I mean, I love, I love quotes. I've always been a quote person, um, even back to my high school days. I mean, my, my motto that I've recently come up with is, is better every day. Um, kind of capitalize that, that BE, just be better every day. I think that it just resonates with people um, in all walks of life to, to just try to be better every single day, you know, and it doesn't have to be something huge or, or a big milestone, you know, it just can be something. You could be a better sibling. You could be a better wife, um, mom, uh, friend. And, uh, you know, that, that for me is, is really kind of stuck, um, because it's true and it's something I live my life 
every single day. You know, every day I'm on the training field. Um, I'm just trying to be a bit better than I was the day before. Um, and then I would say a quote um, is is probably the the man in the arena um, is kind of a, a big one for me because I just think that speaks volumes to just who I am. You know, it's not the critic that counts. Um, you know, and and it's just you, uh, you and yourself, kind of in that arena and fighting your own type of battle. Yeah. So how do it's got to be so hard for you, just being so famous and 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 in the sports world, just being one of the top players to like just be on social media and like have like just so much noise all the time, and even just like you were saying, like critics, like people who have doubted you in the past or you know, coaches you've had or whatever, like, how do you, how do you get over that? Or how do you work through it? Because there's so many players, young players who just, that could break their career. That could turn them away from the sport that they love because they're listening to what other people are saying rather than like, you know, believing in themselves. Even so if think- the crit, even as I say, even if the critics are their own parents or a teammate yep. or, or something like that, how, yeah, that's a great question. I'm actually very curious about that too. <laughs> Yeah, social media, I feel, is a blessing and a curse at the same time. Um, I think that you need to learn how to use it to your advantage um, and what's going to work for you, you know, right? For for me, it's it's about a, a positive feeling. You know, I, I put all positive things out there. That That's that's something that's important to me. That's, that's my brand. Uh, that's what I believe in. And so I have a lot of quotes. I have a lot of training things. Um, but, you know, for me, it's, it's been difficult with social media because, you know, you, you get sucked into the keyboard warriors um, who oftentimes easy for, for them to, to type at their keyboard, but they would never, ever say any of those things to your face. Um, it's, it's easy to be sucked in and, and want to respond. And, and I've been there, done that. I've, I've responded in the heat of the moment. Um, but I think if you're not great at something, um, no one's talking about you, right? You know, so if, if people, if there's critics, if there's people who are trying to bring you down, um, you're obviously doing something right. And uh, I think for me, the, the biggest thing has been to be, my authentic self um, from start to finish my career forever. You know, that's, that's something that I've always been passionate about. I, I'm not trying to be someone else. I'm not trying to put uh, on a facade of, of who, who I am on social media versus who I am in reality. Um, what you see is what you get with me. You know, I, I, I live, I, I breathe it. Um, and I think, finally at a point in my life where I just don't care. I don't care what people say. I don't care what people think. Um, the one thing that matters to me is that I've truly been authentic in every aspect of my life, in my personal life, in my, my soccer life. Um, and, and that's really all that matters. The people that are in my circle, uh, my friends, my family, my husband, that's all that matters, you know, and, and true fans will stick by you no matter what. Um, but I think we live in a world where it's, it's very easy to get sucked into just things that, that just waste your energy. Um, so I think 
the best thing you can do if you've got critics or if you've got people who are doubting you um, in the soccer world, for me, it's just let, let your play do the talking, you know, that, that, uh, that alone says enough. And um, there's always going to be critics out there. There's always going to be people who have an opinion um, and that's the, the world we live in. And it's okay because I have my own opinion and you all have your own opinion. Um, not everybody is going to like you. Not everybody is going to think you're, you're the greatest, but um, if you truly believe that you are, that's all that matters. Wow. That was really amazing. And it's so true. Let, let your play do the talking, like you control, like just listen to yourself, like do what you have to do to be the best and work hard. And that's it. Like it's all too often that players are just listening to just everyone else and they get out of their own head. And it's a shame because it can ruin their whole experience as a player. So that was really amazing advice. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and also you were talking about like you had 300 international caps, like you've had such a long journey. And of course you've probably had your ups and downs. Like, can you tell us a little bit about one of the biggest challenges or obstacles that you had to overcome? Uh, I mean, I've had so many, um, I feel like every year, you know, there's, there's been something that I've had to overcome and, and with each thing that I've had to overcome, um, you know, I've gotten stronger from, and, I think that's why it's so important to to not run away from a failure or an obstacle or 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 something that is is challenging you. You know, it's just so important to just, all right, I'm gonna embrace this. Um, I'm gonna do whatever I can to to come out better on the other end. Um, I've had injuries. Uh, you know, Pia wasn't gonna renew my contract one year. I got benched before the 2012 uh, Olympics. Um, you know, 2019 World Cup was a different role for me, um, you know, having not been really able to, to truly earn a, a starting spot or at least compete for one for several years under Jill. Um, so, you know, I think, I think now um, in the last year, I mean, I would say, you know, I, I faced something that was again, challenging. Um, I had a knee surgery uh, last year during COVID time. Uh, I cut ties with my trainer of, of 17 years. Um, and then I reunite with my family. Um, so I wouldn't say it necessarily was the most challenging, but it sort of was because I suddenly just went from, you know, 17 years of, of kind of training and grinding it out with somebody to then being able to just do it all on my own. And so it's just, it's amazing. Um, and I have my family right by my side, which is even more amazing and I'm incredibly grateful. So yeah, I mean, challenge now is, is has been to, to try to make this Olympic roster um, to continue to prove that um, I still got what it has, what it takes. And um, you know, I'm still working hard, still playing well and um, want to just do everything possible to help this team. So I think, yeah, I've just had uh, a million little challenges within my career. Um, and I think they're all, they've all been part of my journey and my story that has made it into what it is. I love that. And I, I think too, your, your attitude of kind of facing failures and challenges head on 
is, and what people don't realize is you literally get better at overcoming failures as you continue to overcome them. In the beginning, a, a small failure can entirely flip your world upside down. But when you're, you make a habit of being able to overcome things, when you're faced with bigger challenges down the road, it, it gives you the confidence to be able to break free from a situation you don't want to be in anymore or to know that you can handle training on your own and doing that kind of thing. So it's probably the act of repeatedly overcoming those obstacles that has made you so strong to be able to overcome the ones that still face you today. So I, I just love that attitude of facing the challenges head on. Um, so you're at camp right now, right? Yes. With the U.S. Women's National Team. How is that going? It's good. Um, we all arrived, or most of us arrived yesterday. Um, we had a, a light session today. Um, back in the mix, you know, it's it's quick. It's coming fast and furious. We we all, most of us played on Saturday. Some games were on Sunday, um, but we've got a game on on Thursday already. So it's it's the first of the the summer series. Um, we'll have three total games this trip two in Houston, one in Austin, and um, and then the anticipation of the Olympic roster will soon be out after that, I'm guessing. So, um, yeah, all is, is going well. It's it's good to be back in with the team, and um, this is the, this is kind of the, the crunch time where, where everything goes up uh, several notches. What are you hoping to see for yourself and for the team over the summer series, like the next three games? Well, I think, you know, continuing to, to obviously get results, you know, we want to play well. Um, it, it, it's a, it's essentially a little bit of a challenge because we've all been away in our own respective clubs for the last seven weeks, playing different styles, um, not really having played together much. So now we're coming together. And I think that's the most challenging part is, you know, how can we can, you know, kind of come into this environment and, you know, almost hit like the reset button a little bit and, and just uh, switch gears into, you know, what we've been trying to work on for the last couple of years under Vlaco. Um, but, you know, I think the most important thing is, is we want to continue to see, you know, what we've been working on, what we've been training um, in these games. And, and they're going to be three great games for us to, to really display um, how good this team is. You know, this team is is unbelievable. We have uh, an amazing amount of talented players. And, um, yeah, so it's going to be three three quality games to, to get in to continue to work on what we've been working on. I was going to say, is it hard to switch that, have to switch, like, the switch that rapidly to different styles of play? Because, of course, being on two teams, the odds of the, of the team, yeah, yeah, I was going to say that the odds of the style of play being similar are very low and it, you have to switch and adjust so quickly. Like you just, you get there and you need to play and now you already have a game on Thursday. Is it hard to switch your style of play or are you just so used to kind of the swing back and forth between NWSL and you and the national team? I don't think it's necessarily the switching of the, the style play. Um, but any team that hasn't played together um, in recent time, it, it's a challenge, you know, I mean, you, you, you see some of the, the men's teams. Um, I remember, I think there was a, a, a lag in the champions league final where, you know, the teams hadn't played for uh, several weeks and it just a little bit out of sync, you know? And so we haven't played together in seven weeks. Um, I'm fully confident in this group that yes, we can, we can switch 
um, tactics and, and get into the style play. Um, but there is that chemistry that, you know, that you build um, from having played with, with players on a, on a day-to-day basis. But um, I think, you know, we're, we're ready for it. Um, I think we're, we're going to be good. And, and these are three important games that, you know, are, are a, a tune-up not only for roster selection, but, you know, also uh, to, to continue to prep for Olympics. When does the Olympic roster come out? I'm not sure of the official, official date of that. We'll see. And what are your, what are your goals for the Olympics? Do you have anything personally? Obviously you guys want to win, but what, what do you want to do yourself? Um, well, uh, you know, still not taken for granted, um, making that roster. So, um, yeah, I mean, my goal has been to, to make that roster and do anything in my power to, to help the team. Um, but this, this team has aspirations of bringing home a gold medal. Um, that's the, the biggest thing. Those of us that were around in 2016 know that it was a, a big disappointment. Um, it was, you know, it was a failure. It was the worst placing Olympic tournament we had been in, um, you know, with, with this team ever. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's hunger. Um, it's gold medal. It's, you know, still crazy circumstances, no foreign spectators. Um, you know, we still have COVID and protocols and all this going on. So it's definitely going to be, you know, a, a bit of a different vibe. Um, but, you know, no matter who's going, no matter who is, selected to this roster the group is is going to adapt and be fantastic i love it we're excited we wish we could go but we'll watch on tv it'll be amazing do you have any role models like on or off the field like is there a player that comes to mind whether it's someone that you played with or that you've watched forever i don't really have anyone in particular uh i think that i just kind of pulled different things from from loads of different people um and growing up, I, you know, Michael Jordan was, was one of my biggest role models aside from, you know, Michelle Akers and the 99 team. Um, I just loved what Jordan embodied, you know, and, uh, and Kobe Bryant, Tom Brady, um, obviously Serena has, has had a, an unbelievable career as well. So I, I can't pick one. I feel like I just pull from, from many different people and just try to learn, um, and, you know, just inspire those around me. It's funny you said that because we were just discussing that on a previous podcast. And the way I see it is I'm like this when I read books or even self-help books. I always read a whole book and then I'll take like one or two things that I liked and then I'll just toss the rest of the stuff that I learned. I'm just like, no, that doesn't serve me. And I just feel like that's that's kind of similar, right? Like you love certain aspects of people and you like want to embody that and I think that's so awesome too it's so cool that like Michelle Akers was one of your role models growing up because like it's just she started it all and was one of the ones that paved the the way and now you're paving the way like making history too it's just really cool um in that aspect and I guess to wrap it up we would love to just do some rapid fire if that's okay yeah sure it's not very rapid yeah you could take your time (laughs) What's your um, favorite pump-up song? I'm going to say Eminem, Lose Yourself. Great one. 
good one. Our college coach actually sang that to us before a game once. No, he's he wrapped it. He wrapped it. Yeah. Yeah. He wrapped it. He tried to wrap it. That was my first. That was one of my first impressions <laughs> of him. I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> uh, okay. Favorite soccer memory. Uh, I probably have to say my club team, Medford Strikers Soccer Club. Um, just being with them, I don't know. It, it was such a fun, yeah, it was such a fun time. We won, we won two state championships. I was with that team for, gosh, from maybe fourteen to uh, till I went off to college, and yeah, it was a lot of memories with that team. A lot of a lot of weekends together, and we just had a lot of fun together. I love it when you have like such a that that impact at that age really can make you fall in love with the game again I mean, we're like best I, friends you're like yeah. best friends with everyone and just you grow up together it's pretty much kind of wild the crazy stress wasn't there <laughs> all naive there's no yes, i love it <laughs> um do you have any playing or pregame superstitions no, I'm not a superstitious person. I'm just, I would say I am a routine person. Like I've got my routine. Um, so I've been doing a lot of recently post knee surgery. Um, I actually just started, I just, I just changed like my strength work. Um, so I've been working out with a guy who does a lot of neurological, um, movement patterns and so i i've been doing a lot of brain and and vision training um so i'll i'll kind of warm up with that get my brain active ready and a banana 90 minutes prior to the game um other than that it's like a walk loosen up water and that's about it concrete habits those are i like to call them habits not superstitions (laughs) Do you have any um, favorite post-game meals? I'm letting loose or, or whatnot. It's probably like a burger and fries or something. All right, there we go. Who is the hardest player that you've ever played against? I would probably have to say um, Formiga. Like, she was just, I don't know. I She just was so good at, still so good at just keeping the ball. Um, I found it very hard, very difficult to get the ball off of her um, in that regard. But... I don't know. I, my mindset with this is like, I don't worry about the opponent. And so I don't ever look at somebody as like, Oh, they're really tough. They're really hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just my mindset. Cause I'm like, I, no matter who it is, I'm just going to bring it. Mm-hmm. I love that. What about a uh, teammate that makes you laugh the most? I would say Emily Sonnet. It's got some, some witty character. Yeah. She's, She's chosen by a lot of people when we ask this question, so I'm getting a vibe that she's <laughs> the team clown. <laughs> I mean, it was Barcelona in their prime. I don't know. City's been fun to watch. Liverpool. How about Gotham FC, though? Maybe yeah. Were. yeah. Uh, what if you weren't playing soccer? What career would you want to do? This question always gets me. I think I want to stay involved with the game. Um, I, I do enjoy doing my clinics because they're kind of one-off kids come in they leave um so i'll probably continue to do that and then other than that i'm not sure i enjoy uh speaking so when things maybe somewhat get back to normal can do an in-person speaking engagement again (laughs) that will be nice 
I have to say, I love so much your attitude of like, I can just tell when we go to ask you a question, I'm like, she is so filled to the brim of so focused on soccer and it encompasses you like are so like just a hundred percent in it that I can, I know your answers are, that's been your, your mindset. And I think that that is just such a testament to like the greatness that you've displayed so many years is like so tunnel visioned on what you want and you're so certain of it. And I love it. Oh my God. It's like totally unique. It's, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think people don't quite understand our life. Um, but you know, I just, I take it to the extreme. Like I, you know, it's like, I, I, I have a massage, a guy comes to my house on Sunday morning at 9am when I had a game the night before, and I'm flying out to the national team, because I'm like, I, I need to get this massage in because it's what's going to make me feel better for this upcoming trip. Like it's, I can't ever switch off, you know, there's, it's just, it's always, I'm always in prep mode and not that I want my career to end anytime soon, but it's going to eventually come to an end. And, um, you know, I'm going to actually be able to live my life, which I think is, uh, well, well earned uh, whenever that point comes. You can keep the massages going too. Yeah. Yeah. That can be Oh, you can still have your banana in the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Last one. What's a piece of advice you wish you could give your younger self? Uh, I would say don't dwell on the small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff. I feel like you kind of have to go through that as, as a younger person. Um, you know, you're worried about what you look like, what you're wearing to school, if so-and-so likes me. Um, and then when you get older, you realize that all those things don't matter. So I, I think in especially today's world with social media and with kids, you know, checking their phones every second to see how many likes they have, how many comments they have, you know, having to put feel that they have to put filters on their phone to make them look a certain way. Just, just be your authentic self, you know, just embrace who you are. We're all different. We all look, act a different, different way. And and that's okay. And I think, you know, you just have to embrace who you are and, and just be totally authentic about it and totally proud about that. We love that so much. And that's how our company came about. We were just being authentic. And that's what we like to pride ourselves on too. Like, it's so true. It's easy to like move away from who you are because you're thinking about everybody else. But that is a great piece of advice and a great way to, to end, end off here. We really appreciate you taking your time to talk to us tonight. And I think there's so many things in this podcast episode that there's, it's just, it's really invaluable. So thank you so much. No problem. Always a pleasure uh, getting to see you guys and chat with you. We hope the rest of camp goes well. And we really hope to get to see you play in person, hopefully soon. It'll be on our bucket list for the summer. We'll make it happen. Well, thank you so much, Carly. And we're excited to watch you on Thursday. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye.